0: Alright, so are you ready for our yearly, personal, individual vision? Well, I shared with you before that I believe that if you are planted in this house, then your spiritual destiny, your spiritual season is tied in to the vision of the church. It is interwoven together. Because as you are planted, God will use you and lead you from here. Amen. We always say a rising tide lifts our boats. So as God moves in this church, God will also move in your life individually. So the vision for last year was peace to build. And let me bring you through a refresher. Remember, David wanted to build God a temple. But God says, no, you will not. Your son will do it because you are a man of war and your son is a man of peace. Yeah. So recap in 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. It says here, you know that Solomon was talking, my father David was not able to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord his God because of the many wars waged against him by surrounding nations. He could not build he could not build until the Lord gave him victory over all his enemies. And now the Lord my God has given me peace on every side. I have no enemies, all is well. So I am planning to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God just as He had instructed my Father. Amen? So you can see here in verse 3, God will give us victory. God will give you victory. I believe it's a season of victory for you. I believe a season of peace and there is no enemies for you. Alright. And But the thing is, with the victory, with the season of peace and no war, no enemies, what is the season used for? It is not used to chill. It is not used to enjoy life, it is used to build. Peace to build. It is not peace to chill. It is not peace to relax. It is peace to build. Amen? So listen, last year the vision was 2019, was peace to build. So what is the vision this year? let's put it out on screen, it is the same, peace to build. However, the emphasis has changed. The emphasis this year is on build. I believe that God is going to give you peace in your life for a reason. And that is to build your life spiritually, build your ministry, build your zones, build the church, build your, your families, It is for building. We need to understand the seasons of our lives so that when we understand the seasons, we know what we ought to do. And this is a season of building. Amen? So let's go on to the first verse today in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 15. If you know your Bible, Nehemiah is about building. Building the walls of Jerusalem. It's, it's like a metaphoric of, of building the church, building the ministry, building your lives, all right? So let's pick it up, verse 15, and it happened when our enemies heard that it he was known to us and that God has, had brought uh, the plot to nothing, that all of us returned to the war, everyone to His work. So there were enemies, they set an ambush, they, they had a plot, but God Exposed it and God delivered them. But even then, the enemies were still lurking. They were still waiting to attack. So because of that, they had to respond. Look at verse 16. So it was that from that time on, half of my servants worked at construction, while the other half, they held spears and and shields and bows and they wore armour. And then verse 17, even those who built on the wall, those who carried burdens, they loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other hand they held a weapon. So, analyze carefully. So they had this manpower but because they were at war, they had to be on standby. They had to... Prepare. So half the manpower had to be on standby. They couldn't build. And even the other half remaining, while they were building, they had to build only with one hand. And with one hand carrying a weapon. So they were handicapped in their building. So in a sense, the productivity has gone down. They are operating at 25% percent productivity. That's why when you are at war, when you have enemies on all sides, your productivity to build goes drastically down. So that is why I believe this season that God wants us to have peace to build so that your productivity will be a hundred percent. So just to illustrate the point, I have some volunteers. So let's bring up all the volunteers. These are the manpower building the walls of Nehemiah. Wow, they look they look serious. And as the verse says, that because there were enemies, half of the people, half of the manpower and women power They couldn't build. They had to be on guard duty. So, all right. So the the yep, the four of you just go up there. You are basically guarding us right now. So they are on sentry duty. Don't fall asleep. And so only half the manpower remain. So, but even as they are half, look at them. One hand with a weapon. And then one hand with twos building. Alright, so come on up. So let's start with this two over here. So you look like you are in university, all right, and you look married. No, 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 I'm just kidding. You look you look like a young adult working. And and so you see that these two. Young men and young lady here, they, they like, they, they are serving in church. They want to build the church. But the only problem is that this guy here, he loves to fight. When he's in university, in school, he's fighting with project mates. Your project mates are down there. Alright. I mean, he is so sensitive, so easily upset. Like he's upset that, that one of his project mates are, is not pulling his weight and yet getting the credit for all his hard work. He is pr- upset that the other project mate is, is just talking too much and the other one just doesn't talk at all. So he's upset when he submit the FYP, the final year project, he argues with the professor. So he's fighting all the time. He, he, he's like chopping off the professor's head. And then you know what? You know what's worse? This guy, when he goes home, he's so agitable and so, he's like, a, like the Incredible Hulk. He fights with his mom. He backstabs his brother. So he's fighting. Alright? Easily offended. Alright, keep fighting. Now, this young lady over here, you're working But guess what? You're involved in office politics. You you just love the drama, the gossip, and you are gossiping about this one and that one, and then you are posting it on your spam account. (laughs) She has problem with her bosses, doesn't like the bosses at all. And and you know what, she loves to just take it out on her interns. (laughs) But most of all, you know what? She is so sensitive, so easily offended, she's every day arguing with her boyfriend. And then at home, it's not much better because she is always constantly in anger management. And then she's fighting with her family. Are you getting this? And you know what's the worst thing? This too, when they come to church, they bring the same fighter attitude. And they are upset with zone leader. She is upset with the pastor's preaching. But yet, yet they are serving God. So they are building, they are serving God, they are building the house of God. So they are fighting and building at the same time. The only thing is, if you realize, that this young man over here, he is in his final year of university and he has exams, he has final year project. This young lady over here, you have a career to build. Now do you see a problem here? You have only limited Resources, limited time, but most of all, limited energy, limited emotional energy. Have you guys realized that when you get a headache, you can kind of brush it aside, grit your teeth, and continue studying or working? But when you are fighting and arguing and hurt in a relationship, you are so distracted you cannot focus, you cannot study, you cannot do your work well. Because I, I have realized this, when you are fighting in relationships, it drains you. It, it just distracts you. You cannot do anything because you are either upset and hurt or, or you are feeling guilty, feeling bad. And so it's the same thing. So you still have your exam. Ooh. So what are you going to do? You have to let go of something. Guess what? You know what usually people do? They will let go of serving and building. And so, you will do your final year exam and keep on fighting. And the same thing, you have to let go of something and usually people will let go of the building. And then you will go on with your career and then you'll keep on fighting. Are you getting the picture? Now, okay, the two of you keep fighting. And those up there on the stage, don't fall asleep. And so we have these two young parents here. How many of you know that, that they both just have young babies? Oh, by the way, they are not married to each other. All right, so you can kind of, okay. And, and, and the same thing, they're, they're serving in church in a big way. Don is full-time, Colin is like almost full-time. And, and so they're serving in church, but same way. You know what, for Colin, he is, he has anger issues. (laughs) He, he, he turns green and he smashes things. (laughs) And, and he just had a, a newborn baby. Is it, how many weeks is a baby? Ten weeks. Ten weeks. You know, Colin used to be in the Singapore Commandos. So I asked him, how's how's being a father like? He says, having a newborn baby is like having never-ending perpetual guard duty. (laughs) (laughs) So, so he has not enough sleep, he's highly irritable. So he's fighting with his wife. (laughs) Fighting with his family. Fighting with people at work, his colleague. Okay. <laughs> and then now you have Dawn here. All right. Dawn is a full time and you also just have a, a baby, eight week old baby. Again, lacking sleep. You are fighting with your mother in law. <laughs> fighting with your own mother. <laughs> fighting with your husband. And then. Fighting with your domestic helper. So, but you know what? They are fighting, but they're building in church. And then they have their babies. How many of you want to see the babies? Come on up. And we have a collective. Oh. Okay. Do you see that we have a problem? Do you see that we have a lack of resources and energy? What are they going to let go? They, you have to be a good mom, a good dad, obviously. So typically, when people in church, people who are serving, or anyone, young adults, young married people, when they have kids, it is a license to stop serving. So they will put down their tools, and they will carry the baby, which is the right thing to do. You ought to be loving your children. You want life to be not just fighting, fighting, but you want to have devote your energy to your family, your children, and to building worthy causes, building the kingdom of God. But look at this picture. This picture is what typically happens when you have no peace to build, when you are fighting all the time, you are fighting and you are fighting and obviously you have to be a good student, you have to be a good uh, person in in your workplace and moms and dads, but you are fighting. My question to you is this, who will build the church? Who will build the kingdom of God? And... You can see, typically, this is what happens, and that is why churches are not strong. That is why churches do not have strong people. Amen. But you see, what should be is that when what God wants is this, is that you and I have peace. We need to put down our weapons. We need to let go. Some of us need to have peace in our families. Some of us need to have peace in our offices and school. But one of the things is, is that we need to be able to let go and move on. We need to be able to put down our weapons and pick up the tools. Pick up the tools. That's how it should be. Part of God Church, God wants to bring you to a season where you put down your weapons, where you pick up tools to build. Are you ready to pick up tools to build? But not, but not to pick up weapons, amen? Give them a big hand clap. Thank you very much. And you may be seated. How to God, church. I realize that relationships gives us sometimes, gives us the, the most drama. It could be friends, colleagues, partners, girlfriends, boyfriends, families. I realize that. But I believe that this season, God wants to bring peace. But the only way God can bring a season of peace is that the Prince of Peace is in your heart. If there is war in your heart, if you are angsty, if you are easily triggered, you will always escalate the situation. You will not de-escalate the situation. You will always be sucked into the drama. And when you do that, you will be distracted. Listen. Don't be dragged into other people's drama. Yeah. When people want to drag you into the drama, you tell them, I'm not an actor, I'm not an actress. Yeah. I am staying out of this. Yeah. Do not be baited. Some of us are easily baited because we are so easily triggered. And when you are baited, you get dragged in as well you got to be calm. you got to have meekness, yeah. strength under control. Yeah. Don't be baited, amen. Yeah. So some of us are too sensitive. Like, oh, you don't know what he did to me. He, he insulted me. Oh, you don't know what she did to me. She was so sarcastic. Did you die? <laughs> have you heard anyone who died of sarcasm? the mortality rate for sarcasm is zero. Zero. Come on, take it. I think that Asians especially, but everybody, has to be thicker skin. You see, when you have thick skin, very often thick skin will protect a soft heart. But I've noticed when you have thin skin, Typically, they have a hardened heart. So come on, you gotta be Teflon. You gotta, you gotta let the insults or the criticisms or the sarcasm, let it just roll off your back. Be calm, collected, and cool about it. Why? Because you know that God has a greater work for you. God has a greater plan for you. God has a better use of your time your energy, your emotions, and you will not be baited. You will not be dragged in. Because sometimes, distraction is an attack of the devil. It keeps you distracted, keeps you unfocused on what you were meant to do, on your purposes and your plans, on the cause, the cause of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? So you know, you know that there's a bigger picture. So you will not be put into that little skirmishes. That that you will not win the battle and lose the war. And sometimes you may be right. You are absolutely, you have done nothing wrong. You are absolutely right. And the other person is absolutely wrong. But still, so what? even if you win and you are right, you can still be wrong and lose the main war. So sometimes it's better to be silent, to walk away. Your silence is not your surrender. Your silence is not that you are weak. Your silence is that you know you are called to a greater purpose. So sometimes it is to let go of the weapon, Sometimes it is to let go of the hurts. Sometimes it's to walk away. Sometimes it's to move on. Amen? If you are able to do that, the peace of God will guard your hearts and your mind. When you have the God of peace with you, you will carry the peace of God with you. And I believe that this season, you will be the one to bring the peace of God into conflicts and disputes. Yeah. Blessed are those who are peacemakers. You will be the one to bring the peace of God into your families, into relationships, into your offices, wherever you go, because you are the peacemaker. You have no war in your heart, but you have peace in your heart. This is the God of peace is right here. And, and when you have peace like that, Guess what? Then you'll have the energy, the time, the resources to build. God wants to build your life. Build your ministry, your church. Gotta stay focused. Amen? So I want to bring you to another verse. When God gives you and I peace and rest from our enemies and prosper us and bless us, My next question is, what will we do with the peace, with the prosperity, with the time, with the energy? So I want to bring you to two Bible verses. And and here, the first one is in Luke chapter 12. And you you see this parable that Jesus talked about. He, He talks about the rich fool. But before we go into it, we want to get into the context of what Jesus is talking about, all right? So Luke chapter 12, verse 13, it says, Someone called from the crowd, Teacher, Jesus, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. First up, you understand the context. The first context, it is an argument between brothers. It's a family feud. It's a family fight. Brings this closer to home, right? Right? Happened 2,000 years ago, still happens today. Secondly, what were they fighting about? Money. Again, relevant today, the families fighting over money. It is very interesting, as I pastor for so long, I realised that families fight when they have no money and families fight when they have a lot of money. (laughs) So, In this context, Jesus spoke this. So let's drop down to verse 15. So Jesus said, Beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Life is not measured by how much you own. I say it again. Life is not measured by how much you own. Not by your bank account. Not by your net worth. Your net worth is not your self-worth. Verse 18, Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm and produced fine crops. So he said to himself, What should I do? I don't have room for all my crops." Then he says, "'I know I'll tear down my barns and I will build bigger ones.'" Sounds Singaporean to me. "'I will sell my five-room flat and upgrade to an executive condominium. I will sell the condominium and I will buy a landed property. And my dream, my promised land is good class bungalow.'" then I'll have enough rooms to have for my children and for all my dogs. Verse 19, then I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have stored enough away for years to come. This guy is talking to himself in a third person's voice. (laughs) When you start talking to yourself in a third person's voice, beware. If I go around and, Pastor Howe is very successful. It's something is wrong with me, all right. He says, my friend, you have thought enough for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Chill, relax, enjoy life. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? See, when people call you a fool, it's all right. When God calls you a fool, you are really a fool because God doesn't lie. God speaks the cold hard truth. Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. You see, God gave this rich fool blessings, prosperity, peace. Peace. But what did he do with the peace? He used it to build his own empire. He built it. He used it to build his own selfish, self-absorbed life. But let me contrast it with King David. So let's go to the last scripture of the month. 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 1 to verse 3. And here, talking about King David, He says, you know, before long, the king made himself at home and God gave him peace over all his enemies. Then one day, King David said to Nathan the prophet, look at this. Here I am comfortable in a luxurious house and the ark of God, the chest of God, the presence of God sits in a plain tent. And Nathan told the king, Whatever is on your heart, go and do it. Whatever is on your heart, go and do it. King David was blessed with peace and prosperity. And one of the first things he did was that, I want to build God a house. You see, the rich fool, one of the first thoughts that came into his mind was to build bigger, bigger houses for myself, bigger business for myself. But King David was different. When he was blessed with peace and prosperity, the first thought in his mind was to build God a temple. So my friends, the question is this. This year, I believe that God is going to bless us individually, corporately. But the question is this. When you are blessed... What is in your heart? What is in your heart? Because whatever is in your heart, you will use the peace and prosperity to build that. So if our hearts are selfish and self-absorbed, we will use it to build our own lives. And at the end of our lives, God will say, you may be rich, but you are full. But if you want to be like King David, because what was in his heart was the house of God. No wonder the Bible calls David the man after God's own heart. And you are in a church named the Heart of God Church. So what is in the heart? Because you will use the peace and prosperity to build what is in your heart. So God says, I'm going to bless you because I love you. But the blessing, the peace, the prosperity will expose what has always been in your heart. Go and do what is in your heart. You know, uh, I've been pastor for a long time. And sometimes I hear stories like this. Uh, a, A woman about the divorce, her husband... And she will say, you know what? My husband used to be such a good man. He's a family man, faithful, and, and he's a good husband, a good father. But ever since he became successful and rich, he changed. And now he's womanising, having affairs, and he never comes home. But I always have to correct them and say, no, 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 no. It wasn't the riches, It wasn't the success that changed him. He has always been the same man. It's just that when he was poor and not successful, he couldn't do what was always in his heart. But now that he is rich and successful, he's now empowered to do what has always been in his heart. So the problem is not the riches and the success. The problem is what has always been in his heart. So I want to leave you with what is in our hearts because your success and your prosperity and peace will expose the man and the woman you are. Stand up with me. Why don't we all close our eyes? Why don't we pray, God, search our hearts. As the Psalmist say, search our hearts. And for some of us, our hearts are right, in the right place, in the right direction. That's good. You wanna make a commitment, yes, God. I want to be like King David, a man after your own heart. When you bless me, I am gonna build my faith, my spiritual life, your kingdom. Some of us, maybe you're not there, nothing to be shameful about, the first step is to know that you're not there. At least you realise it. At least today you identified the problem. And today you can honestly come before God. He is gracious. He is a good God. You can come before Him and say, God, I search my heart. I need to change my heart. Change me, O God, so that when I'm blessed, when I have peace and prosperity, I'll be ready. So I'm going to keep quiet for one minute. Why don't you do business with God? Why don't you work on your heart? You talk to God yourself. Right now, I just want to pray for some of us here. Maybe you're struggling with peace in relationships, in family, in friends. And today, God is speaking to you. Put down the weapons. Pick up the sword. And I want to be clear. There are certain things you do need to fight for. Your convictions, your faith, your integrity, your morality, those things you fight. So we're not talking about those stuff here. We're talking about the unnecessary fights. If you say today, God, I'm going to put down the weapon, I'm going to pick up the tools, I'm not going to be distracted, I'm going to focus on your plans and your purposes for my life. I want to pray that the peace of God goes into your heart, but more than that, that you will bring the peace of God to your families and your friends. If that's you, At the count of three, why don't you just put up your hands or put your hands on your heart? Doesn't matter. God sees your heart. One, two, and three. Hands up or hands on your heart. Some of you need to forgive. Forgive. Yeah, even though you are right, the other person may be wrong. It doesn't matter. You don't want to be distracted. Let go. Forgive. Let go. Move on. Forgive. Let go move on forgive let go move on put down your weapons put down your weapons it is not a sign of surrender to people but it's a sign of surrender to God put down your weapons pick up the tools build your life build your life build your ministry build your church Build your faith. Some of us here, you struggle with anger and rage. God says the peace of God will come into your hearts right now. Ask for the peace of God to steal and calm the storm. Some of us have war in our hearts, have a fight all the time. God is going to change in your posture. God wants to change that. Meekness, meekness, blessed are the meek. they shall inherit the, the earth blessed are the peacemaker blessed are you who are me for some of us who are sensitive easily offended god is giving you a thick skin a teflon heart be strong be strong fight the right battles you don't need to fight every battle father the peace of god i pray come over our lives and our hearts and our families because you are the god of peace you are the god of peace let it happen for those watching online the peace of god will descend upon their homes right now wherever they are wherever you are the peace of god in your homes in your families the peace of god because the god of peace is here put down your hands and finally is there anyone here you do not yet have a relationship with Jesus with the Prince of Peace maybe you're visiting us first time first few times for those watching online you do not have a deep relationship with God you read the Bible verse that it's not about just the wealth but it's about having a rich relationship with God So if you want a rich relationship with God, you want the peace of God to be on your hearts and mind so that when you have that peace, you can bring that peace and become a peacemaker. If that's you, real simple, I wanna count to three and you can lift up your hands. I'm not here to embarrass you or stress you out. When you're online, you can put your hands on your heart. I wanna count to three and you say, basically you're saying, I want the peace of God and the God of peace In my life in my heart as easy as that so every eyes closed nobody's looking around so that you have privacy i'm gonna count to three put your hands up those online put your hands on your heart ready one be bold and brave it will change your life one two and three just hands up all across this room thank you i see your hands see your hands i see your hands and then repeat this prayer after me but pray sincerely. Say with me. Say, Father. Father. Say, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Say, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. I come to you today. I come to you today. And I want the peace of God. And I want the peace of God. In my heart. In my heart. I want the God of peace. I want the God of peace. In my life. In my life. So I ask you. So I ask you. Forgive me. Forgive me all my sins all my sins all my shame all my shame all my selfishness all my selfishness they are forgiven they are forgiven forgotten forgotten every mistake every mistake every failure every failure are forgiven are forgiven forgotten forgotten in the name of jesus in the name of jesus from now on from now on i have a fresh start i have a fresh start i have a bright future i have a bright future from now on from now on I am a Christian. I am a Christian. You are my God. You are my God. You are my father. You are my father. You are my savior. You are my savior. I'm your child. I'm your child. And I thank you. And I thank you. For the peace. For the peace on my mind. On my mind. For the love. For the love in my heart. In my heart. For the smile. For the smile on my face. On my face. I pray all this. I pray all this in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And everybody say Amen. You have reached the end of the sermon. We pray that you've been blessed by the Word of God. To find out more about us, you can log on to www.heartofgodchurch.org or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at HOGC. You can also follow Pastor Howe on Facebook and Instagram at pastor.howe or check out his website at www.pastorhowe.com.